just to launch this conversation. This is our playground. They have spontaneous conversations. They don't plan this. I mean, there's actually something sort of spiritual about that. What's he do? He's a human being. (laughs) Yeah, I'm a sexist feminist. We should be friends. (laughs) Hey, everybody. Welcome to another episode of The Rob and Callie Show. My name's Rob Kay, and you're not going to believe who I'm looking at. It's Callie (laughs) Albert. Am I allowed to say, you know what, you, like, F you on the air as to start the show? Callie is a little upset because sometimes <laughs> I'll go around the studio. I'll be like, we got Sam here. Callie's in the studio, whoever. And she thinks I'm insinuating that sometimes she's not here when she's here like almost every week. No, so it just, I don't know. What are you upset about? I, I'm actually not upset. Now right. I'm just belaboring. I'm really actually not very upset about it. But, right. it. but it has the nuance of it being like that I'm an ancillary presence in the room uh, no that's what it sounds like uh, yeah no i'm just let's sa- take a poll let's no help callers what, please yeah, join us totally call in the numbers 877-480-4120 as long as you're on my side about this fight <laughs> exactly. if you're not please don't call All tonight right. no I, but it's more about the fact that i'm trying to let the audience know who's in the studio because they can't see so i'm like sam's on the board callie's here i'm here this is the show. So welcome to the Robin Callie show. What a great natural way to open up. I, <laughs> I like that organic opening. So <laughs> why fight. are you so fucking pissed off? <laughs> because you are my feelings. <laughs> when you made it seem like I'm not here. So anyway, we're here. Yeah, and this is what happens when we don't have guests. Which, we're now left. We're back to our own our old devices, and we're like, I uh, just have to look at each other. What's so great though is we have a whole hour to do this, <laughs> so you know we could milk this for a little while longer. That's so far. We can get we can get a little more out of this. Um, yeah. So yeah, welcome to another episode. And if you do want to call in again, please call in tonight. <laughs> How you been, Callie? Thanks for asking. I'm good, thank you. Yeah, I'm doing great. Yeah. I um, well, we'll get into the topic in a little while, but I just um, you know what I'm going to say where I'm coming from, but I'll tell you where I'm going later. I'm very excited about this as much as I like to. I love you, and I also want even now that you're being a jerk to me, but I still love you, um, and I like to be present in our experience here in the show. But I'm going to a disco go-go bar after this. I'm of course, very you are. excited because why wouldn't I on a Tuesday night? Where's this go-go disco it's, bar? Um, it's in New York City. It's on the Upper East Side, and it's a college friend of mine has introduced me to it. So I'm extremely Extremely excited, being the stuck in the '70s girl that I am, I'm very psyched. It's so funny because I thought you were going to say the Lower East Side, and you're like the Upper East Side. <laughs> I'm thinking Park Avenue. Really? Yeah, I know. Like I know. they go like to a place a, like that. I know. It feels like a funny location. We'll see. I'll give you a full report. You're going to have to tell me how that goes. I wonder if it's like ladies who lunch who are listening to the Bee Gees or something. I don't know, but I'll be one. I'll, I'll fully participate. Be- I've owned go-go boots. You know, I have friends from college that used to always joke that I. Um, that I wear go-go boots. Little did they know that they were, you know, kind of foreshadowing my Burning Man outfits that would happen like 20 years later, but uh, I digress. I thought you were going to say that they, they always joke around that in another lifetime you were a stripper <laughs> or something. Perhaps, well, perhaps I was. There you were. Yeah. Hey, so, why not? And sure. Maybe I still am. You know, life is side, meant to be... Side job. Life is meant to be crazy and an adventure. And if you can make some extra cash, exactly. go for it's it. Extra cake, man. Why not? Why not? <laughs> All right. Anyway, before I sink myself deeper. So Callie will give us a, a, a disco go-go update report yes. when she's done with that. So tonight we're going to talk about something called health. And it's something we've never really addressed on the show. I was surprised that we hadn't talked about it. I think we both thought of this at the same time, sort of dovetailing last week. Uh, we were talking about health a little bit um, at, when I opened the show. I was talking about oh, yeah. certain things. Yeah. yeah. So um, we're going to break it down into mind, body, and soul. We want to put a disclaimer out that we're not doctors. We're not telling people what they should do or shouldn't do. Right. We're going to give our own experience. If you right. can get some information from that, great. And, um, yeah, so we have a lot to talk about. Um, Because we already think we take the world into our hands when we just talk about our personal stuff every week. We got the last thing we want to do is take everybody's bodies in our hands hands on this show. (laughs) We're talking to the world. So, yeah. um, Where do you want to start? Well, I want to start with with mind. Yeah, I want to start with the mind. And I want to say that for me, it's all connected mind, body, and soul. It's all connected. So, one affects the other. And,. For me, it's all about having a relationship with a power greater than myself. The universe, God, love, peace, whatever you call spirit, you know, whatever you want to call it. For me, the more I'm connected to that, 
my mind, body, and soul is working better and yep. well and, and getting better. And so for me, it's really about, I think you and Sam were talking about this weeks ago about Sam was suggesting that you ground yourself a little bit more. And for me, that's what I do, whether it's through meditation, prayer, writing, talking to the universe, just focusing on things like that, positive thoughts, all of that grounds me, connects me with that energy that's already inside of me that wants me to be healthy. Yeah, no, I definitely agree. I mean, I am such a huge, and I will say, I mean, you and I, we come from obviously our own individual experience and then also, um, you know, a combination of growing up with, I call my mom a uh, medical medical intuitive vigilante because I grew up with a mother who really came from a family of pharmacists, actually, Hmm. and then sort of um, went complete opposite direction and she really does know more than most doctors and has always been wildly pro- progressive about medicine and has said things w- years before they've been out in the mainstream. Right. You know, then I worked for, um, with the Dr. Osho for five years and gathered a lot of Who's information. Who's that? I think I've heard of him. <laughs> um, and then, um, and also I've had people very close to me deal with some, um, uh, like long-standing chronic issues, autoimmune issues, and things that really require very big commitments in their lifestyle that have impacted the kind of choices that I make. Right. So that's kind of where my sensibility comes from. But, you know, going back to just even the roots of growing up, like I remember um, wanting to be sick, not wa- really wanting to be sick, but wanting to skip school and like holding a thermometer up to like a, you know, a vaporizer or yeah, under or the hot water or something, or something to get yeah. the mercury up. Yeah. And then my mother basically saying like, visualize the white light and get your ass to school. Like that's, you know, so that was the sensibility in our household. Mm. Um, and so uh, even though I wasn't conscious of what that meant at the time, I have now grown into like you said, how holistic health really is and the more aligned you are with really yourself, um, I think the healthier you can you know, remain. And again, we're oversimplifying because I've had this conversation with people that have or are dealing with some really intense illnesses and I want to be sensitive to the fact that it's not that simple, but I do think as a fundamental belief system yeah. you know, that that's the case. It's all very intertwined. Yeah. You know? Yeah, and I had the same experience growing up where I remember I got a lot of attention when I was sick, and so there was a part of me that wanted to be sick because I would get attention, I would get some nurturing, something like that. And and so, um, you know, I think I was a bit of a hypochondriac in a way. And, um, yeah, I think I, I outgrew that and learned there are other ways, healthier ways to get, <laughs> to get nurturing attention? and attention. You don't have to be sick. Is that why you walk in here sucking your thumb sometimes? And like with a fake sweater on your brow? Just to let everyone know that has never happened. <laughs> and hopefully that won't happen. So, But the other thing I want to address is mental illness. A little light topic. Um, that was a nice, yeah, <laughs> nice, nice segue, segue there. As yeah, far as you know, talking topic. about Absolutely. the mind, yeah. in my family, there's uh, mental illness and yeah. alcoholism and drug addiction and things like that. And, and you know, that's hereditary. It's in the genes. And so with mental illness, I've had my own challenges with depression, OCD, mm-hmm. things like that, where I've had to work on myself. And, you know... I, I think I've talked about this on the show before. You know, I've been through periods in my life where I was really dealing with heavy depression and I would go to psychiatrists and they would try and prescribe medication and no psychotropic drug worked for me. And I remember one time, like I really gave it a good college try, like almost a year trying different drugs, dealing with the side effects. I remember. I mean, that's we met right around that time. Yeah, it was, and it was frustrating. I was like, I wish an antidepressant worked. Yeah. I, I wished, you know, something helped me. And then over the years, I kind of just learned to do it the old fashioned way for myself in the sense that, you know, I try and get to the gym. You know, I I talk about my three, three, three plan, you know, the gym three times a week and getting some support of some kind therapy or friends or something three times a week and then meditating three times a week. And that helps my mind so much. It helps everything else as well. But it's like I I just sort of paid attention to that and then also just the grieving all the feelings I had inside you know all the negative feeling that really was attached to a lot of pain that needed to be expressed and the grieving and doing that over the years that I've known you especially yeah you know since 2000 I'm enough it, to make anybody cry well no you you held my hand while I cried <laughs> or you helped me through it but you no know, it's like I just feel so much lighter yeah. and my my thinking is so much better I'm just I just have so much, it's easier for me to think positively. Yeah. 
because thoughts, I mean, if we're going to start, I guess, in the category of mind, mm-hmm. you know, thoughts actually trigger feelings and feelings trigger obviously bigger emotions. And if you believe in this sort of system of thought manifest in very different and distinct ways in your body and for, um, you know, f- by, by many people's standards can cause illness yeah. or trigger illness that's already that we're already predisposed to, you know. Yeah. So um, there's so many ways to take care of the mind. I mean, I um you know, for me, th- right, therapy has has been essential. I haven't um, <laughs> I haven't gone now in a while. I'm cured, everyone. So thank you and good night. Um, no, I just. Uh, but I you are know, you gonna need help like to find your therapist again, <laughs> Rob? Do you remember who my therapist was? I think it was on the island of Manhattan somewhere. Yeah, actually, very near here. Okay. So I, you know, um, but you know, I, I think about like what what uh, motivated me to go, and often when people uh, people don't go to therapy until they're in some crisis mode or something really difficult is happening with them and they need a safe place to purge. And then you realize how essential it is and how much um, learning you can do about yourself once you get all of the initial load out of you um, and do some really constructive and really difficult work in undoing old patterns or getting in touch with whatever your challenges are. You know, I remember um, when I, I was probably in my late 20s and I, ha- I was living in Los Angeles and this was one of my first bosses in television. So she at the time must have been in her early to mid 30s. And at one point she said to me at like a Christmas party or something, you know, I really believe that everyone needs therapy. And I was like, no, I don't. And what are you talking about? I, I was so resistant. I had no idea what she was talking about. Yeah. I completely unequivocally agree that 99% of the people on the planet would be better if they had the benefit of therapy yeah and not said as a judgment or you know who's to say who needs it or whatever but I would say most of us can you know if we have a voice or a way to process and get in touch with our truths can become much happier healthier people yeah more sound you know and of more sound mind yeah I call therapy going to the gym for our emotions, Yeah, you know, and I think it's changed my life and it continues to, and it not only helps me repair the wounds that I was suffering from before I got to therapy, but then it helps me have a foundation to stand on for the life that I built. Because as my life gets bigger, sometimes trauma or things from the past or old belief systems I have they get triggered and then I need to work through, okay, there's an old belief coming up. This is something that doesn't work for me anymore. Let me replace that thinking and also help have somebody help guide me through it. Oh yeah. Unequivocally. I, what I was going to say early, I didn't know if I should save it for another one of our segments, but I just came from um, an acupuncture um, uh, treatment and I am a huge proponent of traditional Chinese medicine and I'm giving a shout out to my master healer acupuncturist, David Liu, L-E-W, on East 55th Street in New York City, because um, I really think he's a true healer. And I've sent a lot of friends to him. And, you know, what we just talked about, I just kind of crawled out of this session, is I, because um, I started going to, to uh, acupuncture many years ago for my back. It was as simple as that. This is a long time ago. Right. And then when I started learning more about TCM and realized how much it could treat, now I go in there and I feed him every emotion, every little thing every little you know whatever's bothering me a conversation I had with someone some sort of spiritual uh, aspiration I have for the week you know I really load him up yeah and he sits there and he processes it all all, and then um, figures out a way to distill it to what organs and what um, meridian points uh, you know are are aligned with what I'm dealing with and that's exactly what we talked about tonight is a lot of old patterns that I'm really looking to continue to shed yeah that's exactly it's so important it's funny because I'm a vessel I'm a big proponent of traditional Chinese food (laughs) oh nice as being the Jewish boy that you are that's true that's true but it's mercury retrograde (laughs) so we're all letting go stuff anyway (laughs) we're gonna head to break we will be right back And welcome back to this current episode of The Robin Callie Show. If you'd like to join us, we're talking about health, um, specifically broken into mind, body, and soul or spirit. The number is 877-480-4120. If you'd like to join us, share your stories, have any questions that perhaps we can try to help answer. Um, we were talking before the break about the idea of clearing out the your your really everything your mind your body I mean it's all interchangeable right and yeah. I just wanted to share one other story um, that I have Sam here to thank for which was a few weeks ago because I um you know on the subject of sort of 
I think it's really essential as you're trying to get healthier on every level to clear out old stuff and make space for good, you know, healthy stuff, obviously. Mm-hmm. And depending on how, what kind of a thinker or believer you are, some people might not realize that. You know, I firmly believe that our bodies and our cellular makeup store old trapped thoughts, emotions, patterns, yeah. traumas, and that that comes up in different ways, whether it's in our in our behavior or in our um, physical health or whatever it might be. So for me, it's always a big priority to try to figure out ways to purge that, yeah. um, which is why I try to be more emotionally expressive and direct, you know, direct with the way I talk or, you know, I mean, we all have our different tools for how that goes, right? But um, my birthday a few weeks ago, and I don't think I told this story on the air. I don't know that it, was, it wasn't relevant to last week, but... Um, Sam, our fearless leader here at the station, who's also um, runs the wellness center from which we um, broadcast and is an amazing practitioner in and of himself. Um, and I had a, uh, an energy treatment from him. And I just knew that I felt good afterwards and relaxed. We did a show that, yeah, that right. We did a show that night. Yeah. But the next day was my birthday. And I spent half the day, his, like almost in mourning, hysterically, gutturally crying. And I'm half laughing at myself while it's happening because I had to stay out of my apartment because I had painters and I couldn't go to my building's pool because there's nosy neighbors. Like I had no place to go to really free it. And and a kind of cry that I don't know that I've ever done. Right. So I recognized that it was important. And and I was on the phone with you and Uh something in our conversation probably triggered it to get deeper or whatever. And I knew Uh I needed to get off with you and like really just make it happen and get it out. Yeah. And so I'm kind of, you know, so anyway, I'm letting myself have this purge and the wind's blowing and I'm hiding from my neighbors and I'm laughing at myself and I'm also grateful that this is an amazing birthday present but the next day you know my body was vibrating afterwards and as crazy as the sounds it, it was a mourning process I think I was purging a lot of old trapped negative stuff that has been you know taking up a lot of space yeah and um, it was really uncomfortable and icky while it was happening and it was one of the greatest things that it could have ever happened and so um, when you know thinking about now the body and we can think about health and the body in so many different ways there's the way that we take care of our body there's the way we take care of you know maybe the um intangible invisible stuff that's stored inside of it it comes in a lot of different forms yeah you know? yeah i was talking with a friend today and she has had a challenge for years i've known her for about 10 years and she's on the spiritual path doing all the work we talk about and she has a challenge um shutting down meaning she'll shut down when she starts to feel the pain or emotions or sadness like that she goes numb and so she's been working on this for a while to try and open her heart more and just let it out and to express the sadness and she said to me how do you do that and I said well sometimes I'll just start to feel sad and I'll put on some sad songs that I know will get the tears going, and then I have a really good cry, and then I feel better. You know, it's almost like going to the gym and sweating it out, Mm -hmm. except I'm crying it out. Mm -hmm. And so I was suggesting that to her maybe. But um, yeah, it's about, you know, I think part of the maintenance of our mind, body, and soul is continually paying attention to it, listening it, and then clearing out what we don't need and welcoming the new stuff. You know, it's just this recycling and this whole sort of process of energetically being a human being. You know, it's like this whole flow because the energy, again, is inside of us, you know, and it's just about continually connecting to that and keeping the flow going. Um, I wanted to talk about the the body, though, because when I was thinking about this, the topic today, I was thinking about nourishment. The word nourish came to mind. Mm-hmm. And I was so fortunate that my dad ate a lot of fruits and vegetables when I was a kid. We always, in the summertime, had a big bowl of fruit in the fridge. He, we had salad every night at dinner. And I grew up loving fruits and vegetables. I was so fortunate with that. And I still love fruits and vegetables. Like, I love salad. And, and like, I remember coworkers joking around me that I love salad because they had so much trouble getting a salad instead of pizza for lunch. Mm-hmm. But I love salad. I love making salad. You know, it's just so refreshing and nourishing. So, um, but anyway, so I grew up with that. And, and it just continually helps me today to have those sort of eating habits. You know, I can also go to junk food as well, but I try and keep it as healthy as possible. But what happened for me was that I went through a really tough time when I was 16 with my family. There was a lot of fighting going on. And back then, I didn't express my emotions. I didn't know how to do that. And so I just internalized it all. And I ended up getting juvenile rheumatoid arthritis when I was 16. 
And so they put me on medication and I took medication for years. And when I would try and get off the medication, my body would get symptoms of the arthritis again because it was almost, you know, not addicted to it, but so used to me taking the medication. And this country loves when we're addicted to our our medicine. Those ads on TV, it's like they say, yeah, take this medication. Mm -hmm. And if you take it, this will happen. This may happen. This may happen. You may die. It's like, you know. Things will fall off. Yeah, it's it's like that alone should let us know that maybe there's some other (laughs) way to do it, you know. I'm not saying that people should go off their medication. I'm saying that there may be another way Mm -hmm. that they could explore and find works Mm -hmm. for them. So I took medication for a long time and then eventually after 20 years of taking anti-inflammatories for arthritis that was very minor, you would never know I had it. Um, It's just when I would try and stop taking the medication, I get a little flare up or something like that. And I really think it was stress caused. It was just all the stress in my life, all the unexpressed emotion caused this disease. I personally think, and I'll go into the story a little bit more after you talk, but it's like I personally think, and we we talk about this sometimes, that a lot of disease is caused by unexpressed emotion. Oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah, no, and and so it's, it's just about the fact that if people can start having some healthy way of communicating what's going on with them instead of stuffing it down or holding it in because it's dis-ease. And that's sometimes, a lot of times, what causes it. Yeah, no, I I am such a huge proponent. You know, I have very strong opinions when it comes to all this stuff and especially um, food as medicine, emotions or expressing emotions as as medicine. You know, I really, I'm 120% with you. Maybe even 150% with you. I don't know why I came up with that number. Um, But that uh, the more that you said, like you said, the more that you stuff, the more you repress. That's why I'm such a, that's why we do the show for, you know, part of the reason is I believe to give people a safe place to, you know, encourage them to be more outward with emotions. Yeah. You know, I just think most of us haven't grown up with that, with having a safe place to the degree that our kind of bo- bodies and souls require. There's a discord there. Yeah. Um, the other thing I'm just going to just segue into now is the food as medicine thing, because um, I don't want to get too political about our pharma industry, but I do have a, a lot of issues with it. And I think that, you know, there's a lot of people that are very um, conveniently addicted to their, you know, their medications because it's number one, it's easier. And number two, because it's thrown to us in this society. Um, I've had the pleasure of being with some major like um, really, really special preeminent experts in this field from all over the world, given some of the work, you know, the professional work that I've done and, and even personally people that I've been around that have had access to some major um, resources and gone through a lot of, you know, tribulations with their health. Mm-hmm. And I have seen with my own eyes how much food, if you want to take the energy and the time to take your health into your own hands, can really change things. Yeah. And um, yeah, I mean, I could go on and on and on about that. But to keep it simple, I really I I can't stress that enough. Yeah. It is so important. I've seen um, recently a friend's kid. um, Well, he's a grown. He's a young adult who has been mired in like really intense depression and suicidal tendencies for most of his life. Heal himself by healing his gut. You know, and the whole leaky gut thing now, I'm just, we're speeding through this because there's so much to talk about. Um, But, you know, a lot of people don't realize is that really um, a lot, you know, your health really stems from the health of your gut. And there's more neurology in your gut than there is in your brain. Mm -hmm. Um, And that if you can find ways to keep that part of you and as unpleasant as it might be for people to talk about, you know, in terms of your digestion and just your bacterial balances and your um, pH balances and all those kinds of things, there's a huge benefit to, you know, to the way your body feels. Yeah. And a lot of symptoms will go away. Yeah. And it, and it's like for myself, I was very attached to certain foods. Like I love pizza. And so, you know, not eating so much pizza or even eliminating that from my diet or junk food for me. Like I've always been a big guy who loves junk food and it's like, yeah, it's like, it's tough to get rid of that. But you know, what's, What's interesting is what happened for me, and this ties back to this, you know, second part of my story, the next part of the story, is that I was taking this medication for 20 years, over 20 years, every day taking an anti-inflammatory, and the damage that did to my gut, I mean, it must have been a lot over the years. And so eventually, I started to get this rash on my face, like eczema or something on my face, and it started when I was almost 40, and I didn't know what it was. 
and I would just sort of deal with it. And it never occurred to me that it's probably coming from my gut. It's damage that was done from the medication. It could be foods that I was eating like gluten. And, you know, so for years I dealt with this thing. I'm like, am I going to have to deal with this the rest of my life, you know? And I had a girlfriend at the time who was gluten-free because she had celiac. And she suggested, why don't you try and go gluten-free? And I was like, all right, that's a good idea. And I went gluten-free. And there's so many gluten-free foods out that are great now. And that really helped it. I just want to say, we were talking about this before the show. I personally don't, I, well, I, we, we, we know this now. They don't make wheat the same oh, way no, they did when we were kids. And when we were kids, we would eat Wonder Bread, like peanut butter and jelly sandwiches on Wonder Bread. And we were fine. There was no problem. They've overprocessed it. They've chemicalized it so much that our bodies can't handle the gluten. That's why so many people are going gluten free. It's not just a fad. It's that they can't digest it anymore. Yeah. And also, I think, too, that there wasn't a name for a lot of these things when we were growing up. Yeah. People had symptoms, but they weren't acknowledged this, you know, the same way. Um, but I watched, you know, um, somebody very, very close to me who um, was having, you know, really, really severe eczema very very severe incapacitating for years went to all the highest profile fancy um, clinics around the country and high you know very reputable doctors and nobody could help until one person whispered you know the word gluten in um, his ear and he he healed himself it took two years it, and it all came down to reducing the inflammation inside your body yeah. you know it's all about the inflammation inflammation causes so many autoimmune diseases other chronic illnesses, terminal illnesses. It's it's a huge catalyst for feeding those diseases. And so, again, I don't feel like we're doing justice by kind of throwing all this out quickly. But for anybody who might be, you know, might need some answers that they don't have, that's definitely worthy of looking into. Yeah, also sugar, because that's a big inflammatory food as well. And so I try and limit that in my diet. So we're going to go to another break. We will be right back. Welcome back to The Robin Callie Show. Tonight we're talking about healthy mind, body, and soul. If you want to call in, the number is 877-480-4120. We're in the talkradio.myc studio. So, yeah, continue. And I'm here. As you always are. So, um, <laughs> yeah, we were talking about well. healthy body. And so we're talking about different foods, you know, maybe eliminating certain foods, focusing on other foods like green, live foods, things like that. Um would, so then what happened to me, getting back to this sort of progression I've been on with my body, is that um, I was gluten-free, and that was helping this rash again in my face. And then I went through a time, I was in between jobs or something, and I couldn't afford the medication that I was on. And I'd been meditating steadily for several years at that point, and I'd been doing a healing meditation that I was taught. And... My intuition said, stop taking the medication. Just stop. You can't afford it anyway. Just go without it. And I was like, I don't know if I can do that because every time I tried over the years, I couldn't get off of it. And by the way, my dad always wanted to see me get off medication. So I'm sure wherever he is, he's smiling me telling the story because I've been medication free for four years now. And to me... I could start crying. I get so emotional. This was a kid who took a pill every day since he was 16 years old when the other kids in high school weren't really dealing with that much. And then I've been without medication for four years, and you would never know that I had arthritis. It's a miracle. Yeah. Yeah, no, really. And thank God for that. Um, there's... I said earlier that I'm a huge fan of um, traditional Chinese medicine, and I'm also a huge fan of Ayurvedic medicine, which I probably don't practice as often, but I'm a huge, like I said, a big fan of, and I'm around it and, and semi-aware and have had the um, good fortune of being around some really achieved you know, yogis and healers in that world as well. And I remember um, one friend of mine said to me, um, now I'm going back to food, you know, he said there's really only two reasons to eat in the um, in that in the tradition. One is to uh, cleanse your body, and one is to nourish your body. And other than that, there's not a lot of reason. Now, we as Americans, I, I me, I can speak for my, probably one of my biggest 
challenges in trying to maintain my health is my weird circadian rhythms with craving food at night, you know, not eating enough during the day, you know, overeating the wrong things, the, you know, managing my gluttony and my hedonism, you know, all that kind of stuff. I mean, because that's definitely my, my challenge. Yeah. Um, but I just think that um, if you want to take, again, I think this is, a, this is coming from a person who's going to 70s go-go bar tonight. <laughs> I know, and I'm so excited. <laughs> so excited. And I'm going to eat like Wonder Bread and TV dinners and whatever else they have there you while I got, dance. Is there Swanson in the house? <laughs> um, uh, but I was a Kentucky Fried Chicken guy. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. By the way, that's a whole. I could total digression. Yeah. He's got an amazing story, Colonel Sanders. He didn't. He didn't really find that recipe. I think till he was in his eighties. I just read that recently. Oh, yeah. So talk about you know never never too late to find your your passion and your wealth in life. But yeah, no. Well, I meant the Swanson dinners. I like the fried chicken. Oh, I'm sorry. I thought we were giving a shout out to KFC. That's it. KFC's great too. Well, and that's so apropos for our health show. Yeah. So um, you know, I'm a huge. I'm a huge foodie, but I'm also um, just a, a big proponent, like I said, of food as medicine and the fact that I think we're doled out way too much medication in this country. Yeah. But a lot of and, and I'm not saying a lot of it doesn't work or that I haven't taken it um, on my, you know, myself. Yeah. But I do think that if you care and it's more effortful to not pop a pill and to take responsibility for your body. And a lot of people don't want to. And that's yeah. their choice. Yeah. But, um, you know, I really firmly believe that um, like I'm a avid um label reader and I won't eat I don't eat anything that I can't pronounce it's like just one a simple rule that I've had for many many years meaning I don't eat chemicals processed food you know and then I probably I'm a little in the weeds there's certain chemicals or preservatives in even healthier food um, that I won't eat because I know that there's a little controversial but again it just depends on what your level of you know concern is or how much you want to know right there's also such a thing as knowing too much I mean you should see me at a restaurant asking where the fish came from you know um, but I do think that they're like Gristides. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. From the <laughs> right from the Yeah. From the whatever. Um, but I do think that it's important to pay attention to that because it's amazing how my I mean, I see me even when I have a week where I, you know, indulged and then a week where I'm, you know, back to like a healthier, more balanced. My sleep is better. My skin is different. My f- brain fog or, you know, is, or, or lack thereof is clearer. I mean, it really, it's, it's a fun experiment. I mean, your body is sort of a living experiment yeah. and it's yours to control. And so if you choose to do so, it's really, it's, it's amazing how much you can heal. Yeah. You know? Well, and on my life coaching album, I have a track called Listen to Your Body. And it's all about listening yeah. to what does your body need? Does it want fruit or vegetable or protein? Or does it need some exercise? Or do you need to get laid? Like, whatever it is. It's like, listen to your body, you know? And that's what I try and practice. Um, and and I think the How good- does the ladder go for you? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> How does that one go? What does it say to you? It says... Is that um, getting too graphic? It says, dude, it's been a while. <laughs> Like, what's the deal? <laughs> um, so, how about you? <laughs> yeah, gonna... what, you think I was going to leave it there? What's it say to you? It says about the same yeah, thing. Yeah, that's okay. what I thought. Yeah. So, um, but I think the good news for everybody is you don't need to do this all at once. And like you said, you can experiment and see what works for you. And for me, it's been a progression along the way, just eliminating that, eliminating something that, you know, I just don't even want to eat anymore. I remember when I stopped eating beef, I just lost my appetite for beef. I like chicken and fish and things like that. I just don't eat beef. You know, I have turkey burgers, things like that, because my body just changed and it wanted something different. You know, again, I like a lot of fruits and vegetables. Um, but you don't have to do it all at once. And, and let, let's be real. It's like, who's going to go and change their diet unless they have to, it's like, unless you have a reason where your body isn't working or functioning correctly. I don't know people that wake up in the morning. They're like, yeah, I'm just going to cut all the fats and sugars and gluten out of my diet and just eat healthy. It's like, usually we're motivated by something because we want to be healthier. Yeah. Although I, I think that if you do it as a preventative measure before you have to, you you know, you, excuse me, you stave off those things that, um, that nobody really, you know, ever wants to be, um, you know, have to deal with. But, um, and the the other thing too, is that it's very individual, you know, I mean, I could sit here and I, I think you really have to, like you said earlier, you have to listen to your body because it does speak on so many different levels if you're quiet enough to hear it. 
And um, it could be come in the form of cravings and a vitamin deficiency that you're having. Or um, I, I do, because now the other thing is we're so bombarded with, you know, number one, obsessions about weight control and then all the different diets. I'm paleo, I'm gluten-free, I'm dairy-free, I'm da 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 And I think that um, everyone's body is uniquely different and your body needs uniquely different. Some people need more fat and more meat. Some people can be vegetarians and their, you know, their body functions that way. Some people can eat carbs and it doesn't make them thick in the middle, you know, so you really have to find your own way. Yeah. Um, but I do think at the core, um, you know, I, I'm also really bothered by things that are sold as healthy and aren't, you know, I'm for, I, I fervently, this is just another one of my sort of soapbox things. If it's too easy, it's if it's too fat-free, too sugar-free, too gluten-free, too miracle, this it means that it's being manipulated in some other way that's far worse for you than whatever the original culprit is that you're trying to avoid. Mm. You know, and I think it's just I think about soy milk. People think soy milk is healthy. It's one of the most unhealthy things you can possibly take into your body because of the way it's manipulated so far away from the na- its natural form. Yeah. And if you just think generally, again, depending on, I don't mean, mean I'm not so pure. I mean, my thoughts are, but I don't, my, my um, actions aren't. Um, you know, if you just think about everything and the closest to the way earth and God created it is a really nice way to go just to keep it really simple, which is why yeah. people are starting to grow their own food, not the luxury we have in the city. But yeah. I rest my case, your honor. Yeah. Well, I concur counselor. And <laughs> it's, you know, I think again, it, it all ties together mind, body and soul. It's like, it's all connected. And so, you know, it's changing our, our thinking about food, our relationship to food. Yeah. Um, and for me, it's like, you know, when I cut out the gluten, that really helped my gut, helped the rash on my face, things like that. And then recently, someone told me to drink more water. And I had gotten this advice years ago that I need to drink water, like more water. And um, that has been helping so much lately. I mean, I've been telling you guys that, you know, I've been drinking smart water or New Zealand water from Trader Joe's. That's great. It's cheap. You can get a big gallon of it, you know, for two bucks or whatever. And it's like just drinking more water has helped my digestive system, my gut, my face, everything so much. And the other thing is it's given me so much more energy because one of the challenges I've had lately is, you know, I, again, you know, I try and get to the gym three times a week. You know, I try and make sure I'm taking care of the emotional stuff and clearing that out. But at the same time, it's like I've just had this sort of. I don't know if it's chronic fatigue, but I've had fatigue for years and I didn't know what it was. And I'm telling you, drinking more water has been helping. The other thing that's been helping is that I started to use water kefir that I've been telling you about. Yeah. And so I, uh, a healer I go to gave me some kefir in a jar and then I made a batch of it myself and I just keep making batches yeah. of water kefir and that supposedly is really good for leaky gut healing your gut and also giving you natural biotics because for years with the medication I took and antibiotics right, I took over the years intestines, yeah, probably. it's like I needed some probiotics and so I've been using the natural kind yeah. and it's been really working I mean as you can tell I got more energy <laughs> you're just not going to stop talking no, you're, yes, you do. and then you're what happened is you're not going to believe this there there we were. Um, but yeah, probiotics, anything, again, it all comes down to just balancing your gut out and, you know, as best you can and knowing what that means. And there's a lot of practitioners, functional medicine practitioners. Again, this is also um, a challenge without getting into the politics of health insurance. But, you know, Western medicine and Eastern medicine have not yet merged to the degree that a lot of people would like to see. That said, there are a lot of integrative doctors, functional medicine doctors, and Western doctors that are um, starting to pay attention to a lot of this in a different kind of way. And I commend them because, you know, if you're brought up or come up the ranks of whatever prestigious medical school, and, for example, doctors, even maybe as recently as 10 years ago, if not even more recent, never were taught nutrition nutrition in med school yeah you know that's just one little example of where all these chasms are think about how incredible that is what you just said i mean these are doctors that are dealing with the body and they never take a course on nutrition you probably know more about nutrition than half the doctors who are in med school i mean that's incredible I hope not now, but yeah, and perhaps, you know, perhaps that's true. Yeah. Um, but again, those paradigms are hopefully shifting because it is all very interconnected, you know? Yeah. Um, obviously exercise, you know, it's a little bit of a cliche, but for me, you know, and I love, uh, when I'm, when I have the time, I love to exercise and I make it a big priority in all forms of hiking, biking, working out with my trainer, yoga, swimming, 
for me, it's also a meditation. So I tend to do, I'm not a good joiner with team sports, but I do a lot of solo, um, you know, kayaking or whatever activities. Um, but beyond the idea of just knowing that it's healthy for cardiovascular health and for weight control, Mm. it also, again, is a way for me to, as I say, loosen up the juju, release energy that gets, you know, kind of, um, stuck yeah. and energy that gets stuck. And for me, this is something I struggle with. I think a lot of women do, you know, get stuck in, in your middle, especially as you get older as cortisol, because you're going through stress or stuck emotions that aren't being processed mm-hmm. the same way as your digestions being, you know, gets stuck, you know, there's all kinds of metaphors for all this. Yeah. And so the idea of exercise is just something that can beyond all the obvious cliche, you know, reasons that it's good to do, um, really just makes you feel better. Clears your head. Yeah, Absolutely. Also, I think affection is so important. Touch is yep. so important mm-hmm. for the body. And, <laughs> I, you know, I'm not talking about just sex. I'm talking about affection, hugs. Um, no. What did you say? I said, I am. Yeah, well, you know, that's good too. But, you know, we've talked about this on the sex show, how it took me a while as a young man to learn that affection and sex and intimacy were all (laughs) different things. (laughs) That was all the same thing, you know. So, but no, affections are important. Affections. Affections are important. Those affections are important. Those damn affections got (laughs) to get me some. You know, hugs are important. Making sure that, you know, if you're not in a relationship and you're feeling lonely, get a massage or something where you're getting some touch if you're, you're not around a lot of people. It's so important for the body. You know, what is that that babies, if they don't get enough affection, they can develop a disease and they can die? And I think people are the same way. Even though we're adults, if we don't get enough of our needs met, it can affect us. We get disease or we die or you know, certain things can happen. Yeah, absolutely. And again, it's also beyond um, what it does to you neurologically, obviously, emotionally. And that just keeps your energy flowing. Yeah. Um, which is what I'm a big, huge you know, fan of is that everything's always moving and flowing. Yeah. But same thing, too. It doesn't even have to, you know, massage. You can find massage schools that, ch- that charge a lot less. Or you can even do it to yourself. You know, you can give yourself little, like... Um, I know that sounds kind of funny and kinky. We don't have to go there. <laughs> and I'm sitting here giving the guys a sample of me like rubbing my arm. Wait, I don't think we're going to go to break. I think we need to <laughs> talk about this right now. What do you mean? <laughs> We've never skipped a break. <laughs> all right, you know, on that, there's, a, there's, there's a cliffhanger. Um, all right. On Callie, that note, you're, we're gonna, you're, bl- you're blushing, I think. Uh, on that note, we're going to take a break and we'll be right back. <laughs> And welcome back to this current edition of the Robin Callie Show. We are talking about health in the forms of mind, body, and spirit. Uh, if you'd like to join the conversation, offer any stories, pose any questions, the number is 877-480-4120. The other thing I want, well, first of all, I want to back up. I want to back up into my what seem, seemingly masturbatory oh, now gonna, comment. Now you're going to talk your way out of you it. Know, um, no, I, what I actually have an image in my head of years ago being um, in California, uh, outside at some great sun. I was riding my bike, actually, and stopped where there was live music playing. And there was a woman probably in her 50s who was also riding her bike or jogging in her like athletic wear alone and I and she proceeded to rub every part that she could that was publicly acceptable right there and in, in, you know while she was watching this band I'm like I've never seen someone massage themselves with such attention and such love and she was covering like all her limbs you know her arms and on her back and her legs and I thought that's just another example of how you know if you're if you're lucky enough to have your, you know, your hands intact, you can kind of, you know, give your, give yourself a little massage. We're looking at me like, find no, the right words, sister. I'm, I'm trying. No, right, everyone, you're, I, you're you talking know, about, Callie's saying to hug yourself, everybody. Just give yourself <laughs> you, you a big yourself old hug if no one's around to give you a hug. Yeah. Right. Um, but I also think, you know, I wanted to bring up the book that Sam, you know, I, I, I think of Louise Hay, who is, you know, probably the, you know, I, do we say the, the godmother the godmother yeah. thank you I was gonna say grandmother that didn't sound right although mm. she's celebrating I think like a 90th birthday oh is um, she like very soon oh that's great bless her so she was one of the first if not the first at least in the mainstream to put on the map the idea of you know emotions and how they manifest in your body yeah Sam just actually when we came into the studio this evening showed me this book called the uh, message Messages from the Body, which is another version of that, almost like a very clean encyclopedia, um, where I started to look things up and then I realized all the traumas and, you know, whatever dysfunction that I have based on my acid reflux uh, showing itself. Um, 
But I think it's really cool, you know, when when you have issues that pop up and you're not feeling well, um, whether it's, you know, a hit of asthma or a backache, you know, there are um, emotional reasons for all of them if yeah. you look at and, you know, want to believe or read up in those sources. And it's just a nice way to be mindful about what's going on with you. And, you know, I can attest to the fact that they're 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 right on yeah and then often it just means for example a backache can often mean you're struggling with money um and sustenance issues you know there are things you can do to sort of talk to that and um use it as sort of a um a mouthpiece to be aware of something that's going on with you that might not have shown itself before yeah you know and then um heal that part of whatever you know whatever your body needs yeah her book is called you can heal your life you can heal your life Mm -hmm. yeah Yeah. such a great book yeah yeah and whatever your challenge is you can probably find the answer there as to, you know, what may be causing. Yeah. So, um, the other thing is I just want to talk about acid reflux. I used to take Zantac for that. And then I take apple cider vinegar and that seems to help it. So, you know, I don't take Zantac anymore. I just use something natural like apple cider vinegar, but it's got to have the mother in it. So just make sure the mother's in it. Um, so let's move on to soul. We've done mind body. Now we're up to soul. It's this bright light that you are born with. <laughs> so, um, so yeah, as far as the soul, having a healthy soul, for me, it's really about people, places, and things. It's really about paying attention to the people in my life, what I'm doing in my life, you know, um, just ways of honoring my soul, my spirit, things that enlighten me and make me feel inspired rather than drag me down. You know, I don't deal well with drama anymore. That really affects my soul, makes me feel heavier. Uh, I try and keep things simple. You know, I try and use prayer, meditation, things like that, just sort of lighten the feeling I have on the inside so I can manifest better on the outside. And I think, you know, spiritual work overall is paying attention to our spirit. It's paying attention to, you know, that part of us that we're born with that says anything is possible. You can be and do anything you want and life is good and getting back to that sort of pure place of feeling alive. Yeah, I um and, and part of it I think is knowing again to how to listen to yourself. You know, that's sort of a common theme with each of these different components is hearing yourself yeah. and being quiet enough to to notice and your soul, you know, I mean your inner voice reflects your soul. Mm-hmm. Um I think and Often, um, and I've really learned the value of this in a much deeper way than I ever had before in these last like few years, the idea of a daily practice, which is, you know, bandied about and sounds like such a cliche, but it really takes on palpable effect. If you, I don't do it at the same time every day. I'm okay with that. Most, a lot of people subscribe to the, you know, idea that it works to do it better. You know, it works better that way. Um, but whatever it is in the form of meditation or prayer, like you said, or for some people it's running which again has the you know many multiple um, benefits, but there's a meditation in that, and there's a way of kind of getting in touch and hearing yourself. Um, yeah, I just I think it, reading from your favorite spiritual book or the Bible or whatever it is that turns you on, it doesn't really matter as long as it works for you and it's pure and you're not combating all the other parts of your day where you really kind of take control of your space and nurture yourself in a way that um, is it's a pamper, it's sort of an inner pamper. It's like a spa day for your, you know, for your insides. And it's, yeah, and it's a natural nurturing. It's like, that's what we're meant to do. If you look at animals out, you know, in the wilderness or something, they're taking care of themselves like that, whatever it is. And it's like, we're meant to do the same thing. Um, I think that a lot of times, you know, we talk about the longest distances from the heart or the head to the Mm -hmm. heart. And so for me, it's about getting back to that heart centered place. You know, getting back to that little kid and some of the thoughts I had back then or the feelings I had or ways that I sort of thought about life back then. And a lot of times for me, focusing on my soul is about creativity. You know, it's about like lately I've been thinking about buying a guitar again, which I gave up on years ago. And I'm like, you know what? I'm going to get a cheap guitar and I'm going to start writing songs again. And I've been so excited about it because I remember, well, I remember being that 14 year old kid who was trying to learn the guitar and I just didn't have 
the the oomph to do it or the motivation and I was depressed anyway in high school and junior high and I just you know forgot about it really and I picked it up over the years here and there but it's like lately I've been like no I really want to start writing songs again and I think it's because of all the spiritual work I do all the stuff we talk about where I'm taking care of myself and then the universe can sort of speak to me and say hey why don't you get a guitar again you know and it's awesome i'm like so psyched i'm like before i i'm because i'm looking at ones to buy and before i bought my next guitar i'm already like thinking of new songs to write and i'm learning new chords like just online there's so many easy nice. ways to find songs and chords so i'm like so psyched nice yeah i think it just you know and you're reminding me now i'm a huge music person i mean i'm very very musical i'm a big music by the fan. way when is robert plant going to be a guest on the show <laughs> like the real interesting people series I'm, needs robert plant you know what that that's an amazing idea and I'm going to get on that and I'm not even kidding <laughs> because I have so many connections. Um, not, but I'm going to try. Thanks for the inspiration. Sure. Okay, why not? I hope you guys don't argue with me. I hope you don't mind if I kick you out that day and monopolize my boyfriend, Robbie. Um, but I won't take, now it, I'm totally, personal, now I won't take it personally I'm totally at flustered all. Because you know that that's like one of, I mean, you know, the, that band and him are one of my favorite things on the planet. Mm-hmm. Um, but yes, I'm a big music person and I love live music and even at home, but I've gotten lazy, number one, because I'm a little um, outdated when it comes to how people listen to music in their homes these days. You know, I'm not into Alexa and Sonos and all those. I just took a big pile of CDs and packed them up and put them in a storage bin, you know, very, very recently. So I've, 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 I'm having a musical renaissance where i have it now in my space playing all the time yeah and it changes me because i love to dance and i love to sing and yeah. i catch myself in these moments you know like if i come home at night even you know alone i'm dancing around my kitchen yeah where it, it raises my vibration and i think getting back to your guitar anything it's very simple it's give yourself permission to do something that feels good yeah no excuses and we all get in the way we all get into our deprivation or you know excuses or we're too busy or our bandwidth is, has shrunk but just to give yourself 10 minutes a day to do something that feels really good yeah you know is medicine yeah and you can feel it that's a palpable thing your body can feel that and it definitely you know it um it will it starts shifting everything else that we've talked about and the more i focused on this stuff over the years i think the healthier i've gotten in my mind body and soul it's just it's been a natural sort of result of focusing excuse me, focusing on positive stuff. And, you know, we've been giving takeaways the whole show, but one of the last takeaways I want to offer is have fun, which you kind of touched on. But I think it's so important to forget about your day, forget about business, forget about the bills, forget about the fight you may be in with a friend or uh, your wife or your husband or whatever. It's like, just go and have some fun. If it's going dancing, if it's going to the park, when you go to the park, get on a swing. Be the little kid that you used to be. Get on a swing and swing a little. Like, yeah. have some fun. Like, do anything you can. And it's like, you know, people say this to me. They think I look really young for my age. You do. Well, and, and I guess I do. I'm guessing I do. And I tell them it's because I'm nice and I have fun. I really think that's why I look so... I'm not saying genetics don't play into it, because it, it does. I have three grandparents who live past 95. But I think it's also because I try and focus on having fun. Yeah. And that's really like just to circle back. That's really what a lot of this comes down to. It's just trying to find ways to bring joy into your life because joy is health. You know, it really is. There's so many different ways that that, that comes about. I also um, I do, you know, personally and, and it's also finding ways that um, that resonate for you. Like I love a lot of my woo woo treatments. I love body work and Reiki yeah. and, you know, Tibetan bowl sound water baths and whatever you know, works. psychic readings and tarot cards. You know, that resonates for me. And people might think I'm crazy or that's a waste of money. It doesn't matter. You know, for me, that really brings me a sense of healing. And it's a language that I, you know, that I like to speak. Yeah. So it's really just about finding what's comfortable for you and just doing it regardless of what anybody else is really, you know, telling you. Yep. Yeah. Right? So great. Well, this is the end of is another that what episode. We are? Is that what this is? We are. We all are. Remember that, people. Yes. You are not about great. Us. You are great. Thank you for listening to another episode of The Robin Callie Show. If you want to reach us, you can email us at hello at therobincallyshow.com. Take care, y'all. You're listening to the Talking Alternative Network. Ding, 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 